if you are a cinephile you'll probably be very happy that the award season is upon us and some of our favorite films will be out there but if you're an indian cinephile you'd be particularly happy a lot of indian content is being appreciated at the global award functions and media case to point rrr has made it to the shortlist of the 95th oscars the academy of motion picture arts and sciences has nominated in one category which is the original song natu natu but golden globes has it in a few more nominations and director uh, mr ss rajamouli has already bagged the best director award at the new york film critics circle now all of this and of course there are two more documentaries which have been nominated for the oscars and it has made it to the shortlist as has india's official entry into the oscars which is the last film show now all of this sounds and we'll not get into why rrr was not the official entry and why the cello show was or the last film show was the official entry lot of content and debate has already been done around that what we'll focus on today's conversation is there is so much of validation in some sense to get the oscar and oscar has raised its stature and there are so many other awards uh, the screen actor guild award bafta golden globes and so many other awards functions but oscar still reigns supreme so try and understand why is it that oscar still reigns supreme and it's the most prestigious award to have and then think about why the indian edition of the oscars or should i just say Oscars could have been the Indian edition of Filmfare has not managed to rise up in the eyes of global artists to for it to be an award award to be aspired for why is it that it is even in the country ridiculed so much and perhaps not taken too seriously despite it being around since 1954 ladies and gentlemen boys and girls welcome to the iron man experience a podcast about society art culture entertainment pets a bit of geopolitics sports and today we are going to talk about movies and more specifically about awards let's begin with the obvious one clearly it is the most sought after recognition that any artist would want to have and therefore it the ecosystem around it plays ball and it percolates down to the last common denominator so as a result when you look at it from if you zoom out and you at a macro level it becomes the best thing to be around acknowledged appreciated globally it also translates to business for example the hollywood studio executives uh, watch oscar films very closely directly translates to box office performances increased future investments and of course some of the artists who do go on to win uh, oscars think of uh, miss meryl streep or um, uh, frances mcdormand or many other i'm just just a couple that come to the top of my mind it's for the rest of their lives it's like royalty right the, they get offered more roles in fact more roles get written keeping them in mind it's that much more visibility not just in the united states and hollywood but globally clearly so united states and europe for most part is covered but it just doesn't stop there in non english speaking nations as well 
the movies go on to leave an imprint and raise the stature of the star uh, globally. I mean, if I really were to take you through a time travel, think of movies like Gone with the Wind, Casablanca, Ben-Hur, The Sound of Music. All of them have one thing in common. Guess what? <laughs> they all won an Oscar, whether it be it Best Picture or Best Actor or whatever. And so post that, they've become iconic. They were good films, one can argue. That's why they went out to win the award. But post the award, it's like they found a new life of their own. And these movies are considered as benchmark in cinema globally, right? If you call yourself a cinephile, you say, have you watched uh, Casablanca, for example? If you haven't watched it, then clearly you can't call yourself a cinephile. I know, I'm, I'm just giving an example, right? Um, and likewise for some of the other movies. And imagine what it did to the stars, right? The, the stars became a household name. Think of Mr. Al Pacino in The Godfather or... Uh, in the Silence of the Lambs, um, uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins and Jodie Foster, the, these become these become you know that montage reel on when you go on to see at the big screen. Like oh my God, that's me. I was one of the pillars of when cinema was being defined. You know that's how big this is. And so, if you ask from a validation standpoint, it is a massive dopamine shot. It's like a you know, it hits you hard and it it so it serves as a source of motivation for many, many upcoming artists that one day the true summit or the true zenith of my abilities as an artist or the highest format of artistry is to win an Oscar. And so over a period of time, it has become a globally accepted standard because no other film industry has promoted it as strongly as probably what Hollywood did. I know you might think that's a very simplistic way of defining it, but the fact that it was perhaps the first one to start the earliest is like a first mover advantage that if you really want to get into the statistics and history promoted and started by MGM Studios in 1927, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences was a non-profit organization. Right. Uh, and the goal was, of course, to promote artistry and the film industry. And at the time, uh, 1927 or 1929, perhaps when the first uh, Oscars were hosted, I don't think there were anybody else doing that. The question that you can always ask is, well, when some of the subsequent uh, uh, award functions came into being, why didn't they supersede Oscar? And why did Oscar continue to maintain its... Uh, gravitas, if you will, head and shoulders above some of the other uh, contenders in, in the award race, as it were. Again, at a very simplistic level, give you a common compare with the Golden Globes, which uh, recognize both in television and film or uh, Emmys, uh, which is a, a mix up. And in contrast, the Academy Awards is a very limited, focused, only for films kind of a awards and that kind of raises the bar. If it is films, it's got to be Oscars, right? And clearly there's that much more seriousness to it and some of the others have a lot more element of fun and entertainment. And I say that on a rather lighter note. But the 
biggest difference uh, clearly is that one is an exclusive film only club and some of the others are uh, a mix of other forms of entertainment and i'm sure there are others now given that it's 2022 there are other film awards which could be exclusively film only but clearly they are far behind the top ones are of course uh, in these three or four right you have the baftas you have the golden globes you have the emmys and then of course you have the uh, academy awards or oscars and so the point of having this difference is that that is the reason why it is so much sought after by the actors and movies in some sense if i can make this broad differentiation that movies existed before mainstream television so it's safe to assume and i might be wrong please do correct me that there could be more movie followers than television followers of course in the last 10 15 years the advent of television and over the top and you know netflix and everything that balance might be shifting but when you zoom out and look at it from a 100 year perspective uh, clearly there would be more movie followers than television followers right television only became television post 1950s 60s came into the living rooms and it became mainstream much later and in other developing nations it was not up until 80s or early 90s especially in a place like india where television content became very important in early 2000s i mean it's not that local television wasn't there but the craze that it is now was probably not there in the mid 90s or early early 2000s right and that's when it kind of took off the digital revolution took took off so to to sum this up that's the reason why oscars are such sought after and uh, why it is so uh, revered and while it is revered it's not that it is been uh, without controversy uh, there have been controversies on selection procedures or uh, lack of uh, diversity and inclusivity there were instances of uh, awards going to the wrong hands and all all that stuff but once something has been around for so long then a uh, lot of these blemishes or blips are kind of don't don't stand too much but for the diversity and inclusion i think that could be one such exception because it was beginning to hurt the viewership ratings of oscars over the last you know maybe 10 years when it was like an all white uh, quote unquote all white oscars and there was no uh, people of color representation or um, other ethnicities kind of representation because globally everybody was making cinema and to assume that only uh caucasian people in hollywood are making great cinema is a faulty notion and globally there are many other i'm not even talking about india and we'll come to that in the next segment but in general the within the united states itself there there were multiple ethnicities which were uh, doing great work uh, artistically their level of artistry was comparable to the best in class to the best in industry and they were nowhere some of uh, the black artists who never got a chance uh, to uh, to get some of the best roles I mean, there have been always exceptions uh, sydney potier uh, or uh, denzel washington and in some of the other artists but not as many as one would imagine i'm sure there are that many more talented people out there who didn't get a chance so there have been so oscars have not been sans uh, any controversy there have been lots of uh, 
ups and downs but fair to say and i'll conclude it with this Uh, this segment with this that fair to say it still remains head and shoulders above some of the other award functions and it's globally sought after the filmfare awards were first introduced in 1954 so unlike oscars in 1929 uh, it took a few more years before the filmfare awards and they were known as the clairs back then Uh, only post uh, uh, the filmfare was a magazine uh, which decided the winners and there were some 20000 odd readers at the time and which participated in various polls they would list the nominees and people would vote and the, those would it, think of it like the popular choice awards right and so the the first movie to win the award for best film was a movie called do biga zameen and therefore that started the journey of the award functions in india unlike the male version of the oscar statuette the filmfare award had the black lady the lady in black as the oscar equivalent if you will and i thought that was very smart that was very progressive to have a statuette of a woman um, as compared to what was probably the height of patriarchy at the time so whoever thought of that idea was um, i mean hats off and it was designed by mr renji pansare the uh, art director in, at uh, the times of india uh, walter langamer i hope i'm not butchering the name but uh, I, i still don't know if they had the original idea to design it as a woman uh, that i'm not too sure or clear maybe it maybe they are and if they are then kudos to them but that that is where i i one would imagine that if a progressive film industry which thought through it uh, its awards or recognition of artistry little differently it ought to have skyrocketed into mainstream uh, consciousness but it did not and one often wonders why not if people in india knew about what was happening in uh, hollywood then why didn't people of hollywood know what was happening in india the only explanation and i'm using uh, the occam's razor analogy here that sometimes the solution to the most complex problem is the simplest one so probably it could the simplest answer could be the, the socio economic st- situation that india found itself in post partition post independence right from 1947 through say 19 almost 70s a large part of the economic development was stuttering we had a couple of wars and everything and so globally we weren't uh, noticed as much i mean of course there have been pockets of interest from a musical standpoint from a spiritualism and uh, religion standpoint and people probably knew of uh, that an industry existed but i don't think it caught anyone's uh, attention and fancy at a mass level and 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 so uh, what happened was the reverse because uh, united states was economically much ahead during that phase and it continues to be but during that phase the the difference was that much bigger so it automatically assumed the position of a higher st- status and rightfully so 
and so lot of the inspiration must have come from hollywood into the indian film industry which was still not known as bollywood uh, in in the 50s i think it was largely known as the bombay film industry if i'm not mistaken the term bollywood became popular much later and so lot of the stuff was as a, a lot of the artists i'd imagine beat the actors directors technicians uh, thought of hollywood as a benchmark as would many other global film industries uh, because hollywood made considerable improvements not not just in uh, that level of artistry in in, uh, in storytelling but all the technical aspects as well different cameras new technology more money was being pumped in uh, amazing stories were being shared and also the fact that the society was that much more liberal as compared to many regions around the world which were perhaps bordering on more conservatism and so in many instances we've heard that Uh, films were not looked uh, uh, or were looked down upon let's put it that way like if you nothing else to do and not good people work in films is a phrase that we have heard at least in indian cinema in, in earlier generations clearly it's not the case anymore but uh, probably in the 50s 70s or 60s or thereabouts uh, that was some of the general notion where the focus was and the reason for that focus was that or, or that um, assumption was because the larger focus was on education and academics and so you'd rather focus on academics and ensure uh, or have a better insurance than go into an uncertain uh, side which may work may not work and so creative pursuits were not as well monetized and therefore not as well recognized only those who had pure passion pursued such careers despite not making much money and so the film industry from an artistry level was largely relegated to uh, those with absolute passion and genius and some inspiration from global cinema and a lot of these artists uh, uh, and technicians made brilliant cinema with in india as well but i don't think many really made it to global consciousness and part of the reason also has been that lot of these people made cinema for their particular region not even the whole country in other time if it was a bengali film which is a state in the eastern part of the country kolkata as it were then say satyajit ray predominantly made stories which would resonate with the bengalis or the folks that resided in that part of the world as it turned out that his level of artistry was so brilliant that it got recognized globally but he was a well traveled man he was a well resourced man and so he could unlike some of the other of his contemporaries who were probably not as well off as he was or as well traveled as he was despite being very talented think of a mr uh, rithik ghatak or uh, mr minal sen and i'm sure there are many others who were as talented and if they had got that global exposure and platform they would probably be mentioned in in the same pedestal as uh, mr ray and not to take any credit away from mr ray clearly he was a genius uh, way ahead of his times given the uh, uh, resources were very scarce and limited he made the most of what was available but he was also a good communicator uh, which uh, helped him bridge the gap between say the east and the west and helped uh, people understand what was happening in india
Uh, if you watch some of his latter interviews in uh, late 70s, early 80s, he is, is very articulate. And uh, those kind of things help shed some light on how Indian cinema is progressing. And so if you're making stories only about your people, your region, uh, then re- it kind of alienates the rest of the country in some sense. So if, if it was alienated in the rest of the country, then uh, the chances of it traveling outside the borders reduced and and became lesser and therefore the country was largely divided into unequal parts cinematically speaking one which was the hindi speaking belt which spoke about uh, in hindi movies as in the st- set of states uh, say from the middle to the north of india they understood hindi or variants of hindi maybe punjabi maybe gujarati and these are uh, other vernaculars of the region and so it collectively came to be known as bollywood later in life but there were the other industries in the south which could not perhaps relate to the language uh, could not uh, relate to even the culture because culturally say a, a typical gujarati or a, a punjabi will be very different from a typical tamilian or a, a malayali and so four diff- distinct um, uh, film industries uh, began to produce films in, in the south of India, that is the Malayalam industry, the Tamil industry, the Telugu and the Kannada industry, but not in as big a measure that the Hindi film. So the Hindi film belt progressed or Hindi film industry progressed better and bigger as in contrast to the southern film industry. And they kind of started being clubbed as uh, as one, whereas there were four very different industries. And so therefore then the awards also became like that, right? Uh, whatever that appealed to the uh, northern belt became like a de facto assessment that, well, this is why the entire country appreciates uh, this particular artist. It's like a pan-India artist. While in reality, that might not have been the case, right? Because uh, not you would the the southern stars would and, and it's would not kind of um, uh, identify not just the stars the audience would not identify with how people were in the north uh, culturally speaking right and they probably wanted something of their own representation and so uh, it's not that there weren't good films that were made in the uh, hindi film industry some very iconic stuff, a lot of great movies. In fact, if you really look at the history, the Bengal film industry generated a ton of gems in the late 60s and 70s, which were remade into the Hindi films, which were then remade into the uh, southern film industry. Uh, The trend, of course, has changed completely on the other way around in the last 10, 15 years, where the the, led by the Tamil film industry and followed by the Telugu and, and now recently Kannada and Malayalam have completely uh, changed the whole ecosystem. And so the awards have become that much more competitive, that much more important, that much more, uh, that much more relevant. Yet the stories that are being told are for the region. Take a Kantara, for example, which is... Uh, a story which most localites would know the the trouble being uh, are they global stories when one can 
always argue that a good story is a good story is a good story whether you make it for 10 people or 100 people if the story is good it will appeal but the reality also is that now the world in some sense is quote-unquote hollywoodized uh, or there is a lot of hollywood lens of the level of artistry the level of technique technicalities the budgets are very different and so the vfx is is very different so there's that much more acceptability for a hollywood kind of a movie than say an Indian movie and so when something like an RRR breaks all barriers and catches say the national attention of United States of America then one uh, helps but think that well this is one story which is very rooted very Indian but also has appealed to global audiences. That being said, what has happened is culturally there is a huge divide how Hollywood developed itself from 1960s onwards where they stopped doing musicals and focused more on shorter run times, more realism, uber realism, in fact more bold stories uh, and realistic cinema was being made. Indian entertainment, on the other hand, separated itself and created a very distinct identity of musicals which forwarded the narrative. Now, when somebody watches a Natu Natu, it's like, wow, I love the song and I love it as an exception. But a lot of the Western audiences do not like, uh, quote-unquote, Bollywood movies because they think all of it is uh, song and dance sequences which interrupt the flow of the story. Their conditioning has been such that unless it is a specifically designed musical, uh, La Miserable or uh, La La Land or, or some of those kinds, uh, then that's a separate mindset I need to watch a movie. But in a regular movie, uh, at best it should be a one hour uh, 30 minute or maybe tops to our runtime with no intermission with uh, you know a, a linear storytelling inside I mean not necessarily linear I mean linear in terms of a genre are you a horror story are you a comedy are you a drama or whatever this clearly is not the case with Indian cinema where there is a multi-genre I mean, mixed genre has become a new genre. There is entertainment, there is uh, drama, there is tragedy, comedy, there could be titillation, there could be action, romance, everything pumped into one. Remember the, the concept of return of investment. So the producer wants to cast the net wide and in a country which has 1.4 billion people, why would you look outside? I mean, that's the big question, right? Why wouldn't you rather play to the gallery and play to the audiences? And who are your audiences? Audiences are of the 1.4 billion people. 60% of them are below the age of 30, probably 20% uh, below the age of 25. So a huge population is below the age of 30, which so uber realism, nuanced, layered, textured, slow burn kind of a cinema is probably not the best bet much like this podcast you know i uh, designed my podcast as a slow burn podcast not the quick you know five minute micro things or seven minute things but that seems to be the largest audience that is available when i see the dynamics or the analytics of the audiences that are consuming my content typically in the age group of 40 to 50 or 55 and of course there are 
very small numbers from 25 to 35 and little more on 35 to 45 but the larger audience seems to be say 35 to 55 and i'm happy with that i'm absolutely happy if you're listening to it and if you're one of them which does not like this instant gratification quick you know let me get to the bottom of this of the story then you're at the right place clearly so thank you so much so anywho back to our <laughs> conversation so if this is the largest audience where you have a very young um, uh, consumer then the awards the appreciation also has to be very light vibrant bubbly chirpy and probably in and i dare i say this it could sound a bit controversial lack gravitas and so often times when you see say the film fair awards you will find lot of song and dance sequences uh, silly jokes and you know this sometimes it's it's a it's a show meant for the audience not necessarily for the artistry you know a large part of the regular audience is invited i think some of them pay tickets to watch it and so it's a television show and that show is marketed sold to television channels and people pay money to watch it and so instead of focusing on the artistry the primary focus is to entertain the audience with a live engagement and you know feed them on on their star hunger you know the artist or you know here is the magic the silver screen magicians are in front of us in flesh and blood and they play to the gallery to that effect so therefore the award itself takes a back seat it take goes into the back burner it's not that there aren't enough good artists or good movies but oftentimes what is most popular and most popular to that particular demography makes it to the best picture and so you will have lots and lots of arguments and you will find social media outrage how could this movie make it and why not this and while it happens with oscars as well i mean think of the massive oscar snubs i mean if you want to think about even uh, the 95th oscars one would have imagined that um, rrr would have bagged at least four or five very clear nominations best picture best director best vfx i mean probably not best vfx because you had top gun Uh, right up there and uh, but it, it it could have been short shortlisted if not uh, one but it is a realistic shot at best director best picture best original score where it was only given for original song and uh, and a few more other um, uh, cinematic disciplines but it isn't and so one can you know say well at least there is one uh, but you know these kind of things happen at film fair as well unfortunately more often than not the lesser quality not so great but a very popular movie bags the best award best picture award and which usually is a cascading effect to the best director to the best actor to the best actress and so on and so forth yes they have introduced a parallel category of best critics award at the same function and therefore the run time of the awards show itself goes on beyond 3 hours 4 hours and it is so um disappointing at times to watch because what the television crew do is react a uh, response of the audience to uh, uh like clapping or smiling and then put it on loop for the rest of 3 hours like they'll record a 10 minute footage and then repeat that footage as if you know the audiences don't get it but like i said look who's the end or the large demography that consumes it 
proper cinephiles don't even turn up for the awards many artists like mr amir khan don't go to film fair awards have not been going there because not just the movie selection process is flawed it, it there is no audit mechanism there there is no like a pwc coming with a sealed briefcase and all that and all the gaff that happened at oscars you know indian film industry or other film fair is thinking ha all these while you were making fun of us and now look uh, you're giving the wrong award to the wrong people <laughs> anywho uh, but <laughs> the, one can safely say film fair as an award would uh, like to be something serious but it it isn't taken all that serious beyond a point it's more i mean it's taken seriously from an ego standpoint like yes it's a make believe seriousness not really from an artistic the highest form of artistry being appreciated and there have been instances of where actors have gone on and claimed yeah i paid money for this and so i got this award after paying money so that kind of pulls down the gravitas the the respect for the award as well and so that's very sad it has changed over the years i guess it's it's a little more uh, uh, tighter now if you will where there is that much more uh, awareness but the basic framework still remains the same which is the they call artists only if they will get an award it cuts both ways like the artist would say i will only visit if i get an award otherwise i won't like what shit is that <laughs> i mean uh, insecurity right and it's it's passed down generations i guess uh, and so somewhere there needs to be a stop press moment for film fair and there are a plethora of other awards doing exactly the same thing and have a very similar framework and barring say uh, iifa yeah, ifa which travels all the world and has a separate flavor to it but the large core framework remains the same have song dance song dance sequences have some jokes in between and then present the awards and so i i do see sense that if it has to move forward to get some gravitas and pull back some of the artistry uh, the audiences have to mature and understand that it's a serious business it's something which is coveted and not enough is done to promote quote unquote the covetedness of it to the regular audiences the young audiences if you will this like i said the cinephiles and people who understand cinema get it but majority don't well we went over time on this one if you're still around thank you thank you for listening to this whole thing that's all the time i had for this episode of the iron man experience i hope you enjoyed it i really enjoyed sharing these thoughts if you have any thoughts comments suggestions and if you're an if you're someone who's not based out of india or is not familiar with the Uh, how the indian cinema industry works please do leave a comment i will do a separate session on indian cinema 101 in fact i have done that in in the past you can go check it out you can just search indian cinema 101 for global audiences you will get a very deep detailed slow burn again understanding of how uh, the indian cinema functions and operates and if you are an indian listening to this let's make for uh i can i call it a movement but at least an effort to 
add more gravitas to the film fair I, i do think it it's a it's a great award i do believe that it it needs to be globally coveted because now the quality of stories that are being made the originality of storytelling that is emerging especially in the last 15 20 years is amazing it's world class and i would stick my neck out and say probably hollywood is missing out or global audiences are missing out on some of the amazing gems that are there in indian cinema purely because we don't market them well enough we don't uh we don't make it available in at global platforms thanks to netflix a lot many movies are going there but that's just not enough we need to do lot more well on that note Uh, merry christmas to you in whichever part of the world that you are of course if you are in australia you're already uh, well into christmas so hopefully uh, you will have a good time uh, not just for christmas but, but the rest of the holiday season if you don't connect before the end of the year i wish you and your family a fabulous new year and i keep my fingers crossed despite all the incoming noise about the next wave of covid i wish you happiness health wealth and great movies this is your host ian and you are listening to the ian man experience peace out <laughs>